I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am loving. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Glacé Film Club podcast. Yes, we are here again, and of course, we're going to dive into a film for you. And it's a very exciting time for films at the minute. Yeah, we're in award season. The nominations for the Oscars are out, and the BAFTAs, and they're going to be coming up very soon. So there's a lot of big films out at the minute. And you know what we like at the Glacé Film Club podcast. We don't shy away from the big films, and today is no different. But before we get into what we're talking about, of course, he's here with me, Callum. Hello, how are you doing? You're ready to dive into today's film. Good afternoon. I'm very well. Yeah, very well. Um, I am ready to dive in. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has, yeah. It's been a has. while. We've been fraught with technical difficulties over the recent months, which the listeners obviously won't be privy to, but that's given me an extra bit of steel and vigor to get into today's review you should have said you should have said that we've been just so busy doing other artistic endeavors rather than we just couldn't, <laughs> we just couldn't with them and the reality of it was we just couldn't get our microphones to work <laughs> yeah well that's the same thing isn't it that's the same thing that's been an artistic endeavor trying to figure that out <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah no I'm, I'm good yeah um the winter i'm slowly seeing out the winter it's getting lighter yes. which is nice um the light is winning, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been. I've been reading poetry. Nice. Like I've been. I've because I remember saying to you that I've been uh, trying to sort of just make more effort to be culturally engaged. Sure. I guess so. I read uh, this week and last week. I read a poem every morning when I was eating. When I was Any on my breakfast. Any specific genre you're going for? The romantics, obviously. Yeah, of course. I knew, that I knew that was coming. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was good. Um, and it's handy. Any favourites so far? Um, Aussie Mandy's was quite good. I like that by Shelley. Nice. Um, which I found out was actually about Ramesses the second. Um, it's about the sort of decay of of time and memory. Which is quite interesting. It's all about kind of how a statue is withering, or a sta- or like the remains of a statue exist, and then it's like the the evidence of a of a of a of a lost time, trying to recapture time. And it's also sort of saying that like it, you'll know, no one has eternal life. Wow! Indeed, I mean, we there we really go. Have a yeah, <laughs> we could have a spin-off, couldn't we? Like Callum's Poetry Hour, where every day you uh, review the poem you've been reading. There's some real depth to be had in that. The Glassé Poet Club. The Glassé Poet Club. Glassé Poet. Stay tuned for that one coming soon. But let's not forget, we're on films today. Thank you for sharing your poems, Callum. But we're going to get back into the world of film. And as I teased at the beginning, it is award season and we want to throw ourselves right into the conversation of the biggest films at the minute. And this one is a big film, nominated for the Best Picture at the Oscars this year, 2022. It was released last year in 2021. A lot of talk's been um, going round about it because there's been a lot of nominations across different awards um, for various stuff. Uh, some first-time performances in there. There is a successful director already. There's some funky topics in there. There's some challenging conversations to be had. It's got it all. 
but we're going to attempt to unpick it over the next 25 to 30 minutes. But before we do, Canon, can you give the listeners a little introduction to the film Licorice Pizza? I will, yeah. So Licorice Pizza um, came out uh, last year, 2021. Well, came out this year, but it was directed last year. Um, it's kind of set in the sort of, it's like a coming of age story set in the sort of heady summer, Californian summer um, in the San Fernando, San Fernando Valley, um, directed and written by Paul Thomas Anderson, um, starring Alana Haim and uh, Cooper Hoffman. Uh, got Bradley Cooper in it as well, Sean Penn, Tom Waits. Um, essentially, it follows the story of the two main characters, Alana and Alana Haim and Cooper Hoffman, so and they, so Gary Valentine and Alana Kane, and they're kind of locked in this kind of like American dream aspects of their life. Like Gary Valentine is this entrepreneur and child actor. He's trying to and he ends and he's trying to pursue a career in politics and stuff. And he he essentially fancies um Alana Kane, who's much older than him. And the story is basically about their summer in the sort of seventies, set against the backdrop of the nineteen seventies oil crisis and the basically about what what they get up to really. Um it's set in nineteen seventy three. Um Gary and Alana meet at uh high school and Gary ends up becoming this kind of uh quintessential American man and he's desperate to try and impress Alana Kane um by he starts opening a waterbed company and then he um he's trying to sort of say that he's a he's a successful child actor as well and then he ends up running for mayor he's doing all these things to try and impress her um and it's basically about how these two um young people try and navigate um what it means to sort of be successful or what it means to live and the movie's all about uh nostalgia and um how do you interpret your your youth, I guess, in a, in a, in, a, in a moment in time in the seventies when youth culture is being redefined, um, it's very kitschy. It's very weird. It's quite absurd in some ways as well. Um, and yeah, the, the movie just essentially follows the the story of these two of these two young people trying to come to terms with um, with 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 who they are. Um, the, the the thing as well that kind of adds the authenticity to it as well of being set in the seventies is that it was um, shot on thirty five millimeter film uh, to try and create that nineteen seventies texture. So again, even the production of the movie is kind of trying to um, it's nostalgic. Even the production of the movie is nostalgic as well as its content. Um, that's essentially it, really. Um, we're going to delve a lot deeper into some of the themes, but. I remember off mic, we were both saying, what on earth is it actually about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that was a very nice overview, Callum. But I think that question at the end is like, what is it about? And I think that was my initial reaction coming out of the cinema. The first word that really stood out in my head was bizarre. I knew going into it, it was going to be a little bit edgy and um, not your standard film. And I liked that. That's what attracted me to it. It was this idea of the coming of age comedy drama but my first thought and this is still with me now is that there was a lot going on in terms of subplots 
and potential ideas and feelings they were trying to connect you with to the characters. But it just didn't feel like it connected as a whole film, really. And I get this feeling a lot with, as you say, kitschy films, which are more there trying to give an experience or a nostalgia or some kind of journey in a different direction. And I think it does go one of two ways. And sometimes it is a bit strange and weird, but yet it captures you and it connects you with you and you feel something that they're looking at without a set point of the film. But then in other times, it throws so many different things at you and never really achieves the aim of bringing them together and making a connection with the audience. And for me, leaving that cinema, I was of the latter and I didn't feel like it connected enough. Yes, there was an interesting plot. Yes, the characters were funny and it was quirky and I liked some of the performances in it and I did like the whole 70s vibe of it. It was different and it was refreshing to see something like that in a big Hollywood film. But it just didn't connect with me. And as we'll chat a bit more into, I don't know whether that's I wasn't a target audience for it and it was just heavily nostalgic for people who either are nostalgic of the 70s, lived the 70s or love that area, area and um, bit of time. Or was it just the point of the film that it didn't really connect because there wasn't enough meat to it? And I'm just leaning towards the second because I feel that there was a lot of things going on, like you said, exploring this kind of idea of an alternative coming of age. And the big taboo that runs through all the film is that Gary's 15, Alana's 25, and there's an ongoing on-off romance, which at the end comes together, they kiss and suggested that they're now a romantic item which is obviously a big thing to throw into a, a film it's a very challenging thing to look at because if that was the genders were flipped on that you've got a whole different film there so i don't have to explore in that but i feel like they were throwing a lot of these taboo bits in and also edgy little paths to go off whether it be where it was set or just the weirdness of a 15 year old lad who's a international actor but sets up all these businesses and has loads of business contacts and nobody asks why or how he's got them um but yet it doesn't do much with them i don't think i end the film thinking ah okay i see what that represented or what it actually gave me it was just more of an experience of this weird world that was created and i came out of it just thinking i visited it for two hours but i didn't really bring any of it with me and that was my frustration from it It was like yes great to see cinema going in different directions but i just feel like it was two hours and like it was for me quite forgetful afterwards what about you? What was your initial thought in terms of how it hit you? Yeah, I mean, it is that. It's kind of like, what do you bring from... Well, what do you take from the movie, I guess? And I thought it was an interesting movie in the sense that um, it taps into quite a lot of themes that we've that I'm interested in um, and that what we've spoken about on previous episodes, you know, the idea of you know consciousness the idea of what it what your own you know, just developing your own identity i guess i mean gary valentine he's this kind of like entrepreneur child actor ends up running for mayor like historically particularly in the 50s he would have been the sort of quintessential american man he's he embodies this american dream this idea that if you work hard you can achieve anything he's he's quite he's very much rooted in that sort of that capitalist endeavour of I'm going to open up my own business and I'm going to succeed and I'm confident in my ability to do that. He's kind of like this poster boy for an American consciousness, I guess. Whereas 
Alana Kane, her character is kind of like she's she represents the seventies youth rebellion with a small R, I think, because she's like she's quite confident in her own in her own body. She's not dictated. She's very much kind of she kicks him back a lot basically, and it's that sort of like classic the chase, I guess. I mean. So there's some interesting themes going on there, sort of culturally and politically, I guess. But yeah, I agree. I just it didn't really do anything for me. Um, I mean, largely because coming of age movie is a coming of age movie, obviously. But so what I was saying off mic for a coming of age movie, you've got to you've got to be invested or at least see an element of your own of your own sort of adolescence or your own coming of age journey within that movie, I guess. Um, and I just didn't see any of it. It didn't nothing really sort of resonated with me i didn't i didn't go through it thinking oh yeah i remember when i set up a waterbed company when i was 15 um and i know that's not the point of the movie but it because it's this coming of age thing i just didn't really understand or um sort of empathize or the, the characters just didn't really grab me in a, in a way that a, a coming of age movie should but then is that what this movie is really about? Is it more about the kind of unpacking the absurd, the absurdity of America in the seventies, or is it experimenting with narrative and convention of how to represent identity? I don't know. Yeah. The that absurdity that um, in the film a fifteen-year-old boy can become this big entrepreneur and yeah. have an older love interest, and even though it's not necessarily grounded in reality, but maybe that's that point of, oh, this isn't so unrealistic within the American dream because he's successful and it doesn't really matter what other kind of uh, moral questions are there or anything to do with age. But yeah, like, <laughs> what about it as? you say the coming of age, what about it as an alternative coming of age? Because that was one thing that was playing on my mind afterwards is, okay, it's got a lot of the tropes of a coming of age and also um, set in America, the age of the characters, uh, but doesn't necessarily, like you say, form or follow that conventional route of a coming of age. One thing that I thought, and I think this is probably one of the things that actually did resonate most with me and I feel like there was some kind of value in it was this 10 year age gap and again I keep coming back to this because this is the one that's been going on my mind most of like what's it meant to mean this because you're yeah, still looking at someone who's yeah. 15 in a romantic relationship with someone who's 25 mm. which has been explored in other films but this the gender switch here of the younger person being the male and the older being the female my on a more innocent look of that was that Alana at 25 is working a job at a high school. She lives with a family and she's still kind of unsure of her own identity. She doesn't really have big aspirations. She's quite low in confidence. She doesn't have any real big plans. She feels comfortable hanging around with 15-year-olds. There is a point in the film where she's speaking to her sister and having a cigarette outside the house. She's like, is it weird that I'm hanging out with... 15 year old guys like Gary and his friends and her sister says no and I think that's what that the point is there is that her point in life she feels that she relates more with people in their teen years than she does of her own what I got from that was this suggestion and maybe the challenging of the conventional coming of age is the conventional coming of age goes here's a route you follow in your childhood teens 
early adulthood where you have these emotional breakthroughs, these life breakthroughs, and there's different reasons that you do, whether it be friends, whether it be romantic endeavors, maybe the world, your parents, whatever, but there's a celebration of taking that next step, and they're always at very certain points in your life. Whereas what this is saying is, here's a 25-year-old who's not been through any of these steps, who still feels emotionally stunted, who still feels in a childlike mindset and has no ambition, has not been filled with anything, hasn't gone through the coming-of-age process. And you know what? That's all right. People develop at different points. And let's not just continually celebrate this idea of the classic coming-of-age through the teenage years, but say it doesn't matter if you're in your mid-20s or going to your 30s or even older and you still feel like you've got steps to take in your life because that is possible. It's not necessarily the physical place you are in your life. It's how you feel and how that's explored. And I feel the acceptance of Alana within that world of younger people is kind of saying, not not basically going, oh, oh people in the mid-20s should go and hang out with teenagers to try and find themselves. But it's saying that our minds don't necessarily align with our bodies and that if you are at a certain place in your life it doesn't necessarily have to align where you physically are at and here's an alternative perspective of the coming of age so i think that is from my perspective the biggest strength of the messaging of the film is that that makes sense it is backed up with the actions of the film and i feel that's something i can get on board with but for the rest of it especially this big gulf in the romantic relationship i don't see the point it's making i don't know where i'm missing it but that's the biggest thing i got out of it do you think there's any kind of um credence in that for the alternative coming of age yeah definitely when you said that um the line i've written it down because like it it needed to be written down (laughs) Uh, the mind's not aligning with your body that's really really interesting idea um because i guess she I never thought of it in that way, really. The idea that she's kind of retreating and hanging out with people who are significantly younger than her. Um, she's got. I mean, on the one hand, you could argue it's that kind of like melancholic nostalgia, I guess. You know, trying to retreat to her adolescence because they're kind of. Because I guess it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic because on the one hand, Gary Valentine is still coming of age. He's still sort of navigating his way of who he wants to be. Child actor, um, business owner, mayor. Like, he's trying to find his own pathway. But for Alana, she's kind of like going back to trying to... Because she thinks that, oh, well, he's kind of coming of age and I want to come of age with him, potentially. But then in the eyes of Gary, Alana has come of age because she's older. Okay, and yeah, she's yeah. she's kind of like you know she's she's attractive to him like you know from a male perspective um in the eyes of Gary like he's looking up to her as part of his kind of coming of age he wants to he's having um he's becoming attracted to this older girl older woman basically um so there's that aspect but again it is that kind of, but then on your analysis, this idea of endless perfectibility, it's with coming of age, it's kind of like you go through a particular process and by a certain point you, you do come of age, but then does anyone really actually come of age, really? Um, yeah, okay. You know, so there's there's that aspect of it, I guess. And I didn't necessarily think of it in those terms until you just mentioned it. Um, adds but also what's layer intriguing it, about, it? yeah, 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 and what's intriguing about Alana's process is that she is battling with it because you see, I think the most pivotal point is when she kind of separates herself a bit from Gary and goes and joins 
um, the mayoral campaign. Mm. I can't remember the guy's name, but basically goes and joins the office um, and is kind of like an admin assistant, ringing people up, helping doing the film. And she kind of gets Gary in on that. But that's her step of saying, no, I need to make a more mature step in my life. Mm. And she even says that, I think, to Gary at some point. It's like, oh, what you're doing, like with pinball machines like i'm making a difference we're trying to change the world but in some sense like there's an emptiness to that because she still like goes back to that uh way of life with gary and even when she says it she doesn't really mean it because she has the argument with him and then and then he goes i'll drive the car on my own and she goes go on then and he does and she's like oh no wait i'll go and drive you like she's caught between those two worlds and that is what's striking to me is this internal battle of feeling needing that youthful completion but having a kind of yearning to do something meaningful and being caught going back and forth between them and like you said is that just a lot like a simple longing for the past and wanting to have some more youth injected in you or is it something more and i think it's something more and i this is the bit i most resonated with with the film and this is why i think it's the most powerful and actually meaningful bit of the film and does make sense is it's more than just the simple uh, idea of looking to the past and longing for it. It's that actual feeling of, I still need this youthful completion because we're told that once you hit a certain age, you will have got that. And we see these big completing moments in films, coming of age films, which end and are complete and you go into your next stage. But that doesn't happen in reality. You still have a lot of things that, you don't feel are completed with time and they're things that part of this idea of your youth. But as you get older, you're drawn to the future and you want to make some difference. And she's 25, she's bang in the middle of her 20s and she's experiencing that. She still feels this stunted growth and she wants the youth, the youthful, uh, the completion of youth, but also she wants to do something of meaning. And this is where she lands and this is where she ends the film, I think. And maybe she does get that and maybe she doesn't. But I think that is a good insight you don't get in many films is it goes one way or the other. Like if you have someone who's really got a lot of nostalgia, it's like them going to the other extreme and then it's acceptable for them to be childish or whatever. But this is still saying, no, somebody who wants to have a place in society and more and more realizes she wants to have one and do something meaningful. But at the same time that doesn't stop our natural instincts of still needing some kind of completion from our kind of playful and growth side and she represents that and that was my biggest insight and this is what I like most about it like I said I think there's other things it throws at that I don't and it throws too many other directions to film and I don't think it completes it as well but that's the area that I think works as the alternative coming of age there's no significance on that that um, it's set in the 1970s and like you talk you've mentioned how like when she goes to work for the campaign for example um, this idea that um, you should be doing something useful like with your um, with your life and in the eyes of Alana she is doing something useful I wonder whether that's a nod to the youth culture of the 60s and 70s because like historically when we look back on that time of the 60s and 70s it's kind of like particularly the youth culture you're breaking away from um to sort of the the conservatism of the 50s and you're reimagining yourself and reimagining your place within the world and against the backdrop of kind of, and it's, it's no coincidence that it's set in the sort of the 
you know the 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 rolling vistas of the of the Californian Valley. You know what I mean? It's kind of like because that's the you know California's sort of the the seat of of that of that youth revolution. I guess I do wonder whether it's kind of a nod to that in the sense that when we look back at the your youth, particularly in that time in history, you should be redefining yourself, or you should have redefined yourself. And maybe it's suggesting that well, human society and human consciousness and your own process of defining who you are doesn't really work that way and that's what Alana's character represents you know she wants to go back to her adolescence that she sees in Gary and maybe sort of try and try again maybe rethink who she is because society's yeah. society's telling her to be this person but she doesn't know who she who she is um so that, that, that but is it then only through Gary she gets this this well, um drive well, think, to be someone new like yeah that's interesting but i think if we were to say that i think that would make the film quite problematic in a sense that gary yes, yes. like not that's not necessarily not least because of the age gap but also because of what he represents as well like he mm. represents this sort of like like i said earlier he embodies the american dream of this kind of like entrepreneur politically and of course, like she's of she's the politically driven one, and he's running for mayor, and he just sees it all as a bit of a part of a joke or part of a process. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like he's play acting, like he's he's excited. He's he's literally like a child in a pinball machine, like jumping between different things. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like there's that aspect. So I think, and again, this is the thing because it's so kitschy. I still don't know what it's supposed to say there's so many things so many ways you can interpret the development of these characters and maybe that's the point of what maybe that's what paul thomas anderson is is trying to suggest that you can't really put your finger on um a memory of a particular time or put you or try and make or try and understand that process of and that relationship between um who you are and how you define yourself in relation to other people um Maybe maybe he's saying maybe maybe the maybe the film is about crisis over maybe the film is about crisis rather than nostalgia. I don't know. Is that necessarily is crisis nostalgia? Aren't they the same thing? I don't know. Like the movie, it, it throws up a lot more questions than it answers. And I do like that aspect of of films, but I just it just didn't necessarily chime with me. Maybe if I watch it again ten years down the line, it might have I might have a different reaction to it. But at this particular point in my life, I just didn't didn't vibe with me in that respect. Yeah, can, we can talk about it you. for a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I don't know. I I relate with what you're saying there in that it threw more questions than answered. Yes, and that is often a good thing. I like that, but not in a linked or orderly way. I just felt a little bit frustrated by oh, we're on to something here. Like I said, the idea of the coming of age. I felt that was the alternative coming of age is a way to go, but I just felt that just for the sake of prodding, they put this big age gap in there into a romantic relationship of saying, oh, this could be a modern point, couldn't it, of what happens when we have a 15-year-old male and a 25-year-old female in a romantic relationship? What's that saying? But yet it didn't give us anything to go off. It was just like, we're going to put it in front of you. I think it did that with a lot of things. Also, like with the, the guy who was running for mayor, and then when Alana had to pretend to be um, uh, his girlfriend because he was actually gay, and it was like another kind of like quite modern issue to deal with, but didn't do much to 
put it out there. It's just like, can we just fit a few more things in there? Well, on that. And that was my frustration. On that, it's, you've raised quite an interesting point there. I was having a conversation with um, my mate about this. Because um, we were talking about, um, <laughs> as you do, uh, the role of what is the role of art? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> is it, I just pitched you talk uh, about that every morning. Kind of. Yeah, it's my internal struggle. Um, <laughs> but like, we were having a conversation about you know what is what is the role of art supposed to be? Is it supposed to be political, or is it supposed to be aesthetic? And you know, is it is it necess- is there necessarily a, a dichotomy or a duality to be formed there? Um, and like when you said, oh, we're going to put this relationship in the movie with the age gap, and then just see what happens. I guess, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but maybe he would argue that, like, that is um, kind of, that's the role of art. Yeah, I'm going to put this 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 thing out there. I'm going to put this this uh, problem or this this idea. In this instance, it's the, the, the age gap of the relationship. I'm just going to put it out there and then see what happens. People can interpret it in whatever way they want. I'm just going to see what happens. Or... Is art supposed to be political? Is it saying something about the way we look at relationships? Should should we rethink the way we look at relationships? Is the is the age gap such a problem when people are still at that age when you're understanding who you are as a person? Because really, you know, Gary's coming of age, as most people do, they, you know, fa- like fancy people who are much older than them. But when you get to a certain age, that's fine. That's accepted. But I don't know, like, but then again, this is this is the, exactly I think the point that Thomas Anderson is trying to make. Paul Thomas Anderson is trying to make. I'm just going to put this thing there and then see what happens. And it depends on what you want the role of art to be. Is it to sort of politically charge? Is it charge uh, for something or or bring an idea to to force? Or is it just to say this is there? We're going to put that there, put that there, and put that there, and let's just see what happens. And that's why for me that was why I couldn't get on board with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see that. I see that. And I think that is definitely two different ways of looking at it. And I think this film does dive into that conversation. Well, I'm sorry to say we're going to have to wrap up now. Um, it's all right. We've been getting deep into it. And yeah. there's a lot there to discuss. But hopefully we've not posed too many new questions for people to think about and given a few answers and considerations. I'll give my little bit of an overview now. And I'll throw it over to you, Callum, mm. and we can wrap it up from there. As I said, the main thing I liked about this film was this alternative coming of age that it put forward. That in the sense of saying coming of ages connects with both the youth but those who are older to look back on their youth and see what they got from it and gives quite a linear route and say, actually, look what you got from these troubling experiences when you were a youth. That's what gave you vitality and meaning to life. But often they are quite linear and happen at set ages for set reasons. Whereas this is suggesting that you can still have that youthful longing when you're older. And still actually it's very normal to have that and trying to fulfill it Mm. in various ways to actually get yourself to another point in life. But to have it on an ongoing basis to add to your life anyway. I liked how it did that both through the character dynamics but through the plot as well. It was quite cool visually and yeah, it was nice to see something set in that era wasn't necessarily going to really stay on my mind that that was an unbelievable piece of cinema to watch. And like I said, when I came out, I thought it was bizarre. Bizarre is not a bad thing, but I think a lot of times it was bizarre for bizarre's sake. And also, I just think it 
was too liberal with just throwing things in for the sake of it without having any thought of why they were doing it. So that maybe leans me more towards a slightly bit more political in what I think art should be because there's got to be a bit of meaning to it. But I, I'm not against just throwing ideas and seeing how they land, but I feel there's just so much just thrown in there as if, like, let's try and make the kitschiest film of the moment we can and we'll just throw all these issues in without having much responsibility of what we're doing with it. And I don't That's think that should guarantee yeah. you accolades and applauds just because you're doing something that's of the moment i think you've got to think about these things and be careful with them and actually do something that gives people uh, a, a path to um walk through and something to bounce off so my view is the film six out of ten yeah great and a lot of good elements but very far short of being a fantastic film uh, probably won't be watching it again in a hurry. I'm glad I did because I like these that we can tuck it into and really get our teeth stuck into. So yeah, that was Licorice Pizza for me. What about you, Callum? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to give it six out of ten as well. Um, I thought I think um, I like the way it's filmed. Like being shot on that particular type, that particular role of film, I think is quite nice. It's it's a good it's a good movie. Really nice movie to look at, aesthetically speaking. Um, really sort of like an awareness of the craft i guess um i kind of liked the fact that it was a bit sort of weird it was kitschy america it's absurd it's i like that aspect of it um but yeah i agree i just it, it, it sort of amalgamated lots of issues together um and you know you can argue that's the point i mean initially i thought that the the name it was licorice pizza it was supposed to leave a sour taste in your mouth because that's the nature of how societies develop. So much goes on in a particular moment, um, and it, some some leave that, that that sort of clash can leave you feeling a bit, ugh, you know what I mean. But then I found out it was a slang term for a record, so it wasn't about that at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was just too much. I still don't really know what it's about, um, and I just I just thought it was a bit laboured and obscure but not necessarily in a good way. So I'm going to give it 6 out of 10. Thank you, Callum. It's all right. Thank you. <laughs> well, we have really dived into that. And you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed the chat, even though the film wasn't one of my favourites. And of course, we always have a good time digging into these, Callum. And I am now... It's wet the appetite for even more episodes of the podcast. And I'm sure we'll dive in even further. And we will be keeping our finger on the pulse of award season. I'm sure we'll watch a few more that have been nominated and see what we think of them coming up very soon. But for now, that's it. That was the Glacé Film Club podcast. Thank you, Callum, once again, as always, for joining me. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon with more reviews. But until then, keep watching films. We'll keep watching them and we'll be revved up to review again very soon. See you all later. <laughs>